All right, Amos chapter 8, verse 11. It's going to be our opening text now. Very, very important this morning. Not to say that others aren't, but what I'm saying, we are in this famine that Amos talks about. We're absolutely in it, and we have been in it. That's why we are in the state that we are as a nation, and even more importantly, as a church. Our nation is a reflection of the church. You have to understand that. You, know, you can get mad at all the politicians you want and point your finger at Washington all you want, but when the salt has lost its flavor and the light is dim, that's what happens. Okay, so it's, this, is, this is what has to get hot again. Right here, these people, us, the churches. So Amos says this, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Now, we, obviously we're going to emphasize there's not a famine on the word of God in America. God says, I'm going to create a famine. If you keep telling me, get lost. If you keep saying, we don't want nothing to do with you. Get rid of those commandments. Get out of our schools. We're not praying anymore at graduations, football games, anything to do with politicians. God said, okay, I will leave. Not only will I leave, you want to believe this way, then I will help you believe this way. And God said, I'm going to send a famine on the land of hearing the Word of God. Word of God's going out constantly all over the place. <coughs> Still find it on billboards and bumper stickers and radio and TV and cornerstones of great buildings and all over the place. We put scriptures up on our little sign out there. And so it's not a famine of the Word. The famine is people can't hear it anymore nor want to. It's true. All my saved Christian counseling, preaching, life. It's true. I tell them, no one wants to hear. I don't know why they call and ask. Because when you lay it out and you show them in the Word what the Word says, they still don't do it. <coughs> so notice carefully that the nature of this famine is not the lack of God's Word. It's hearing the Word. And you have to figure that one out. I can't hear for you. Only you. Your wife can't hear for you. Only you. Now, Thessalonians describes how we are to hear this word that you're about to get this morning. It tells us, when you receive the word of God, which you've heard from us, you welcome it not as the word of man. Not my, it's not, I didn't sit down and think, okay, what do I want to tell them today? My vast library of knowledge inside of me that I guess I'll share with you today. It's not of men's word. It says, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. That's how you are to receive. It's not what Pastor Joe says, what he's saying. It's what the word of God, every preacher should be doing this this morning and when they would do this and the anointing was there and you could hear our nation was a Christian nation 
Now we're in the famine because we've told God, hit the road, and he's hit the road. What's that saying? Uh, you don't know what you have until you, until you don't have it. It's the truth. All right. John 1.14 tells us this. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the question this morning is, how much truth do you want? Truth. The definition is, what is truth in any matter? What is true in any matter? That's the truth. What is true in things pertaining to God? In the duties of man? Moral and religious truth. So help me God. It's the truth. And I, I've shared this before to show you the foolishness of man. I mean, we used to put our hand on the Bible, so help me God. Remember? And I was up for jury duty again, and every time I called this month, they told me, no, I didn't have to come in. But remember the one time I did come in? And they said, okay, we'll make you the, the head jury. You have to swear them in. I said, where's the Bible? I said, oh, we don't use that anymore. So the crook is swearing to tell the truth on his good name. How dumb are we? And so God says, how much truth do you want this morning? And I just looked at the lawyer and I said, and he went, I know. See, there's an element that you don't want truth. We don't want to hear the truth. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth. And the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I am true in any manner, in all manner, in all things, Christ says. I am. John 1.17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Moses says, Law, this, 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 and this. Christ came, gave us grace and truth. So the idea is, okay, how can I understand the truth? Am I just supposed to believe you this morning? Just a dude like I am. It's true. I am. John 17, 17 says this. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. When I look at Facebook and see things that are being said and compared to the word, it's obvious they don't know the word. They don't know the truth. It might sound right, but they don't know the truth. John 14, 16 says this, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. If you're of God, and know the Word of God, the Spirit of truth right now ought to be going inside of you. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's in the Word. I just read it. Amen. The Spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost God has given us. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Comfortless. Those deprived of a teacher, guide, guardian, an orphan, 
No one to teach them. I never had a dad. I don't know right from wrong. I don't know if I should go left or right. No one to say. God said, hey, I won't do that to you. I will give you the spirit of truth so that when you're about to go left, you feel that inside. Whether you believe, trust it or not or listen to it or not, it's up to you. But you've got it. And that's the truth. So help me God. The question is, how much truth do you want this morning? Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says something. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That's the truth. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Fear God and keep the word of God. That's the whole duty of man. means literally this is the whole man, the full idea of man. This is what you're to be doing. It's not up for vote. It's not up for committee. Even what we're going to do tomorrow, uh, July 12th, and line up. We believe the Father, Son, and Holy We believe. It's not up to a vote. I don't believe. It's not up to a vote. It's what it says in here. This is it. This is where we are. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says this, For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This is truth you're getting. This is the word of God. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Complete means to make full. You're filled up. This is part of the truth. We as a nation and people are trying to fill this void in our hearts with everything but Christ. Even Christians. You can only be complete in Him. Listen, it's not in muscles. If I just look like... It's not in muscles. It's not in beauty. It's not. It's not in money. It's not in fame. It's not in if I just had a man, or if I just had a wife, if I just had children. You're complete in Him. Filled up. Wanting nothing. How much truth do you want? Pilate said, therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest, that I am a king. And he goes on and says, let me tell you, to this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Christ said, I came in and I'm telling you, I'm bearing witness of the truth. This is true. It said eons ago, I would be born wrapped in swaddling clothes. I'm hit, I'm this. I come bearing witness. You can trust and believe this, that this was sent from Almighty God. So help me God, it's the truth. That's what he said. You have to figure out what you're going to do with it. We're living in a day and age where the masses don't want to hear the truth. 
combined with the church not wanting to hear the truth. What did the Lord say? You hate me. Why? The Lord said, you hate me because I tell you the truth. Oh, you can't do that. Stop that. Go and sin no more. Love that person. So the key question this morning to all of us, as they are erecting this great statue in our nation, how much truth do you want? John 8, 32 simply says this, you shall know the truth and the truth shall... Uh-huh. I know you'd say it wrong. What's it say? It will make you free. The truth, the truth will make you. That word make means one ceases to be a slave. Not just come on and go, you're free. No, it will make you. You will no longer be a slave. The truth will. Even if they put you back, in st you're free. You've been made free, not just set free. The truth will do that, and only the truth will do that. The truth is the key. This church, New Hope, needs to be a truth center where people can come and hear the truth. And for whatever reason, the authorities come and take me out, there should be another one. Step right in. Going on with the truth. Here's truth. No one likes to hear this. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart, your heart, is deceitful above all things. So help me God. That's the truth. Your heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Put your hand on it. So help me God. That's true. Oh, no, I don't think I'm that bad. You're fouled up. You're not believing the Word of God. It simply states the heart is deceitfully above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? And then the next verse is, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his way, according to the fruit of your doings. So help me God, Jesus said. I'll do that. I'll give you the fruit of your doings. That's a scary truth. But how much truth do you want this morning? Do you want to make heaven or do you want to look at it? I mean, it's, it's as if I was giving you directions to go to Florida. Well, this will sort of get you there. Or do you want directions to go right there, right into Florida? I don't want to end up in Texas. I want to go to Florida. You've got to have the truth. And this is what this is. Here's some more truth for you. Proverbs 11:28 says this, He that trusteth in riches, you're going to fall. And I, I just shook my head over the uh, NBA um, 
what's that called? Free agency season or something? The, no, it wasn't the draft. They just, was it the draft they just had? But, no, you can like redo your contract or something. It was, I played for them free agency. Yes. It was like $1.5 billion moved in that first or second day. I'm just like, money that's insane. God says, so help me God. You trust in those riches, you'll fall. That's what he says. That's what the word says. But righteousness will deliver you from death. You want to be making $20 million a year for the next five years, dying? Or do you want to be making 12 bucks an hour, getting by somewhere here in Zanesville and be a child of God? Dying. Guess what? You are dying. Who in here is not? We can bring in before and after pictures. Sometimes I'll see Bruce and myself in somebody's swimming pool baptizing a little child who's now 38 with children. I look at Bruce and me and I think, oh, sweet Lord. We have changed. Look, God wants you to know that stuff. It's the truth. It's the truth. Proverbs uh, 12, 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Abomination. Lying is disgusting to the Lord. That's what that word means. It's a disgusting thing. That's the truth. This is the truth. Revelation 21, 8 says, but the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. How many affairs do I got to have to be called an adulterer? One. How many murders do I have to commit to be called a murderer? How many lies? do I have to commit? Oh, well. What's the difference? You and I categorize sin. God just, he laid it out. Do you want the truth? In your own heart, do you really want the truth? Liars? I'm convinced most of us don't want the truth. Zechariah 7.8 says this, And the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Thus speak the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment, and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. And oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the pure, poor. And let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. But they refused to hearken, pulled away the shoulder, and stopped their ears that they should not hear. That's where our nation is with the truth. We've done that to God. God would go, oh boy, leave me alone. We've done that to God so much. Now God says, okay, I'll send you a famine. You won't even be able to hear the word of God. 
and I have stood and told you with the Bible open, with people who used to think I walked on water. That's what we do to people sometimes. And I say, look, I'm telling you the same thing. Look what it says. And you want to hear it. You have to decide this morning how much truth you want. Verse 12 says, yes, they made their hearts as adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts has sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. You understand, that's what's going on. We've told God, get away, no, get out, get out of our schools, get out of our government, get out of our homes, get out of this, get out of the church. And God, all the time, God's saying, all right. And so now here we are as a nation. The Supreme Court react or actions are the direct result of an unmoved church towards the things of God. They are. <clears throat> I'm not sure when this is going to make sense to us in our land. Samuel 10.20 says this, And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. And when he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Martri was taken. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. The, the, the American Christian can't be found. But therefore, they inquired of the Lord further and said, Where is this guy? And the Lord answered, Behold, he has hid himself among the stuff. That's, we're among stuff. Whether it's your garden at home. We have not been doing what God has called us to do. We have not been what God has called us to be. We are not the light and salt. You know, I, I do look on Facebook, and I do see them moan. Why are you moaning about what was just passed? You guys do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Same thing in the church, and the church, and the church. And I'm just going, they're right. We are. We're guilty of all this kind of stuff. And we're just hiding in the stuff. Letting be or let go whatever's going on. And now we find ourselves with a statue three-quarters built. And they're saying, uh, you better bow. And there's some states like, uh, I don't know, Texas, I think Texas certainly is one, Louisiana is one. Uh, there's another one saying, uh, uh, no, we're not. And they're saying, you have to. It's the law of the land. And they're saying, um, we go by a different law. You see the divide that's coming. Or the divide, excuse me, that's here. And it's being caused by God. Because you understand there's wheat and tares. And what has God said? Let them go. Let them grow. Because when they bloom, you'll see. And I'm on Facebook going, are you kidding me? You're sitting here and you're saying that? It's true. The American Christians, we've been hiding. We've been hiding in our ball games and hiding in our hobbies and hiding in whatever. Stuff simply means things that are not specifically described. Stuff. That's what that word means. 
They're wanting to anoint this fella king of Israel, God's people, and he's hiding in the stuff. Maybe he's sitting there going, wouldn't you think that we better take another vote? That's what happens when men vote. That's who they voted in. You know, he's probably the, the best guy at the call of war, call of duty, whatever that thing's called. He's a lousy leader. Jeremiah says this, Thus saith the Lord, Stand you in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? Walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. What'd they say? No. We don't want to. And that's what's going on in our land. It's obvious. Stephen said, You stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your Father did, so do you. So with a loud voice, they ran at him and killed him because they didn't want to hear the truth. Verse 57 says, And they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, ran at him with one accord. So not only can we handle the truth, we don't want the truth. And this morning, you have to decide, just you. What are you going to do with this truth? What are you going to do when you hear the horns and tambourines and blow and say, it's time to bow? What are you going to do? Galatians 4.16 says, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? The answer is yes. You do become my enemy. You will. You stand for the truth. You're going to become the enemy. I'm not saying it's the next thing, but certainly one thing's coming down is the church was going to lose its tax exempt. That's just the way it's going to be. James 4.17 says this, Therefore to him that know to do good and don't, doeth it not, to him it's sin. That's the truth. So help me God. To know to do good. And you don't, God says that's sin. When you understand, that's like God moving upon your heart. Whatever. I'll just make something up. To help at VBS, and you're like, I don't want to. I'm too busy. It's not Shannon saying, please. It's God moving. And you know it, and you haven't done it ever. God says, that's sin. But when the roll's called up yonder, see, truth. Look, as a church, we are out of shape. Out of spiritual shape. Let's just hit 100 spiritual jumping jacks right now. We can't do it. Okay, and here is the whole point of laying out all this truth as we're winding down to the very end. 2 Peter says this. 
And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them examples unto those that after should live ungodly. Did you want to live ungodly? You want to know what's about to happen? You want to see in the future? Look in the past and see what God did. These people were bent on living ungodly. God says, all right, this is what's going to happen. Now look, here's you and I now. Remember we're talking about we're on this ship that we didn't want to go in that direction. We're saying, no, 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 go this way. They said, shut up, you're going this way. So we're on it. Shut up, the vote come in, 5-4, it's law. And now we're on this ship going this way, living in a world that is full of filth like open and unbelievable like ever before. The same thing with Lot as he lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says this, and delivered just Lot. Now that means only, that doesn't mean only Lot. That word just means righteous Lot. That's a hard one. It's righteous Lot. Only righteous Lot. He sat there. I don't know why. I don't know what he was doing. For what reason? But that's where he's been. Maybe asleep. Maybe he's the first type of the American Christian. But it says, God says, I'm, I'm about to do something. And so they delivered righteous Lot. But look what happened all the time he's been there. This is what's happened to us. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. You can't go see a movie. Can't hardly watch TV. Blank this and blank that and blank. It was only 33 blanks. We still go. Oh, because it's awesome. Oh, I wanted to see that sniper movie. But I'm full of F words. How many? Was there like a hundred and some? Vexed. We've been vexed with the filthy conversation of the world. Just like Lot. Listen to what it says, verse 8. For that righteous man dwelling among them, like me, like you, and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Vex means to tire down, toil, exhausted with labor. It's so wicked. That's what happened to us. And we just sit at the gate. Like a lot. And so here we sit in America. And I'm thankful for verse 9. Because then God says, the Lord knows. We don't have it. We're vexed. We're exhausted. We'll see things that we never would even think of watching because we've just been vexed and wore down and beat up. Well, it's only 22 Fs. God says, let me tell you what. I know what to do. Nine says... <clears throat> The Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptations. And I'm so thankful for that. 
here's what's going on now. And to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But I'll tell you what's happening now. We've got all sorts in what we call church. And God's got this big filter to sift. See, you think only the devil does. This filter is the Word of God. Okay. We'll see what this family believes. And it's filthy. And if they remain, then God says, that's one of mine. Filtered through the Word of God. The separation is now on. Not coming, it's now on. It's here. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. Mine, no, no, no. But Lord, Lord, did we? No. Did we not prophesy? No, no. Mine, no, no, no. What's going on? Been going on across the pond. Now it's starting here in America. Matthew 13 says this. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not we sow good seed in the field? Hence why the tears, why all these tears here? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then go and shall we gather them up? This is all my Christian 40 plus years life saying, Lord, what on earth? Uh, is that person a Christian or not? And then they do things and I'm like, What? How could they? What do you mean? Leave and never look back. Could care less. God, what's going on? All this time, God was saying they got to grow together. Leave them grow together. Because, see, I don't have that great discernment that God does. I'll pluck out the wrong one. God should let them grow. Because I'm telling you what, there's coming a time where you're going to go, oh, um, now I know. Because they're going to blossom. I'm not positive. Some of you farmers know, I think when tares do their seed, they've got black seeds, and it's like, awesome. It's obvious. Whoa. What? And that's what God is saying. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, gather you together first the tares, bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Listen, listen. This is the truth, so help me, God, that I'm saying to you this morning. And here's another truth. Quit fussing with the speck in people's eyes. Because us, as a church, we have a beam in our eyes. We do. I'm not saying, oh, it's okay for that law to be... I'm not saying that at all, but we are so fouled up. We've got this huge beam in our eye. 
And you know who sees it? The world. The world sees it plain as day. They look at us and, and they call us, we got this big beam, and you big hypocrite, don't even tell me what to do. Because that's how we look to them. So this morning, our altar call is, God, if you have to use surgery, eye surgery, remove this beam from my eye. Remove it, Lord, so I can truly be salt and light to this dying world. Lord, help me to be what you have called me to be. Help me to chew on and swallow the truth. God, please, so help me, God. Remember, I told you lots of times, fed lots of things when I was young. Good for you, eat it. And I would just keep those beans in my mouth forever until my dad got tired sitting there. And what do you think I would do? <laughs> so whatever he was trying to give me that was good for me, I spit out. Let's stand. Now look, Americans, Christians, there's a famine from hearing what I just spent time telling you. If you are having hearing problems, I don't know if I understand, I don't know if I believe what he, I have given you nothing outside of the Word of God. Scripture should have been on the screen, on your lap, on my notes, Scriptures. If you're like having, hearing that, you've got to come down. And you've got to say, God, you've got to touch my hearing. I'm hearing the world over your word. I'm hearing the Constitution over your word. I'm hearing their laws over your word. You've got to hold this. 